podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by my good pal, Ryland Cholton. How are we, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. It's been a while. It's, um, yeah, obviously we've been chatting every now and then, but it's been a while since I've spoke to you on IFL. Obviously, you had the night in Peterborough. Um, had another night since. I wasn't there, but yeah, we haven't spoke to you since. So before we talk about the good stuff, we're going to have to talk about the shit stuff. I know you probably don't want to go over it again, but um, yeah, could you just reflect on the Florian Marco defeat for me, please, mate? Okay, so yeah, it was um, yeah, hell of a fight. Um, and I kind of, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day. And I feel like um, if I had beaten Marku, I would have put a continued fight in at welterweight. And I would have got beaten eventually because they're massive, these welterweights. Like, he was huge, man. And then punches, they were, they were hurting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, um, it, it's happened. I gave it everything I could possibly give it. Um, but, yeah, the, the weight was just too big. And uh, he boxed very well. He did do well. Like he'd never he'd never boxed like that before because I'd watched a load of his fights, and I thought if he boxed how he boxed against Jamie Stewart, I would have easily taken him out. So, but he pulled that out of the bag. I was thinking, where have you been hiding this the whole time? But yeah, it's one of them things. Um, but yeah, it's just how it is. I mean, I, I feel like if I had more of a game plan, maybe I could have could have got a win. But it wasn't much of a game plan. It was just me trying to take him out. Yeah, I mean, is it harder to take a defeat when there's been little words said? I know obviously you both respect each other and you've both shown that since. It's easy for him to be respectful when he's won and he's thinking about moving on and stuff. Has that mm. been hard for you at all? Because like I said, there were little jibes. There's nothing major, but there were little jibes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I got respect for him because he boxed well, but I don't like the geezer and I never did throughout the whole the whole the bubble and all that and he was constantly just saying stuff and I I, I didn't I, but I never said anything to him I never um, like retaliate with being like I was like getting called a bodybuilder midget and all sorts I never retaliated I never I just kept myself to myself and um, yeah I mean there's a little bit of respect for after the fight because he did do well but I still dislike the man and um, it's not due to the fact that he he beat me because um I'm, I don't that don't really come into it. I feel like feel like he beat me and that's that kind of thing. Um, but I just don't think he's a great geezer and I never really liked him to start with. Has Eddie said anything to you since? Obviously, like I said, we're going to come to the training situation. Eddie did say in the interview after, to be fair, he said, look, a, a lower weight, a weight that suits you more, you're going to be a real force. So it's like he's almost hinting at opportunities that will come. But have you spoken directly to Eddie after that night? Yeah, yeah, Eddie did give me a message, which is nice of him after the fight, saying like, um, like great fight and stuff, and we'll we'll get you back out at, at 140 pounds. So going, yeah, going down the way, but I want to get, I'll get down to 135 pounds for sure. Um, but it's nice that he did message me because he hopefully he'll be backing me now, and I won't be the bait like before. I was just a bait getting in there, and I wasn't in the home corner. But I'm pretty sure now Eddie will get me in the home corner uh, at my own weight, and yeah can really see what I can do kind of thing. He did actually message Dan, my manager, um, met, well, replied to Dan, which is nice of him, saying like, he's looking forward to seeing me back out there again and at uh, £135. Like, 
so yeah that's the way I want to go for and and yeah hopefully well I'm pretty sure he will put me in home corner instead of bait yeah, not bait this time um, just quickly one more thing on Florian do you feel like you went in there with someone who could achieve what he believes he can because you know sometimes people go in there and go fuck I've been in with a superstar obviously Florian and Sam um, have this ultra confidence believe he can go all the way do you look at that now and think you've been in with someone who can go on to achieve what they believe he can um, well, he believes he's going to be world champion, all this kind of stuff. I, I don't believe that at all. No, he ain't that good. Um, I think he could, he could, he could go win a British. Maybe he did box well, but I've, I've, I don't think he's that good. No, I just don't think I, I didn't turn up on the night. I don't really think. And plus the weight size, he was far too big for me. Um, but I don't think he's going to achieve what he thinks he's going to achieve, like world champion. But aim high. So good luck to him. I hope he does. But I doubt it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've got more chance of winning a British because the geezer's from Albania. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> but I know what you mean, like that British sort of level, you feel like that's the level where he's at. Yeah. 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 Um, well, look, let's move on now. The link-up, Cole Greaves. Um, just spoke to Cole when he said about sort of his history with Dan. Um, told me that, um, you know, people see it when I put it out, told me that Dan basically sent you down for a session, things gelled, and um, yeah, it's a good link-up. I'm looking forward to seeing you two together. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. I feel like he keeps saying how my style is his kind of style and he, he really wants to train it and stuff. And and we've done, yeah, done a session together and I, we, we clicked pretty much straight away. And um, like sometimes, you know, you don't gel with some people on the pads and all that and it just clicked and yeah, it went down pretty well. And he, he's got a lot of plans for me. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I've never really changed trainers ever since I've, since I was in the amateur days. I uh, Frank, who was my last trainer, his dad trained me before that in the amateurs, and I wish went over to Frank's. So it's kind of I never really moved trainers, so I want to learn so much more just from going um, with Carl Greaves. I think he'll teach me a lot. Yeah, and just on the split with Frank, obviously you went on that journey that culminated in you fighting on TV and getting a win on TV as well. Which, when you look at your career path and the shows you were fighting on, obviously no disrespect, small hall scene, love it, but. The way you ended up, it was a, a good journey. So all amicable yeah. with you and Frank just parted ways. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Me and Frank are still good mates and that, and we will will stay good friends. Um, but something just had to had to change. We got far. We got to where we wanted to get to. But now I feel like it's time to move on and be even more experienced trainer like Carl Greaves. I mean, he he knows how to peak a fighter. He's done it before himself. He's he's got top fighters. So I feel like he'll be very good for me. Hundred percent. We just spoke about the weight briefly earlier. Let's say, because Cole mentioned perhaps getting a nutritionist on board as well and putting more of a team around you rather than just sort of a train-fighter relationship. Um, let's say you're trained by Cole, you've got the nutrition. What are those 7 or £12 pounds difference benefit? Like how beneficial are they in the ring to the Ryland Charlton that we'll see at 135, 140? I think they'll be well beneficial because, I mean... I'm quite, I'm a small guy. I've got this big top half and some big arms on me, but I mean, my legs are like, my legs are like kids' legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually like little matchsticks. So I, I feel like that, the lightweight, 135 pounds, I feel like I'll, I will be able to make that and I will be, I'll be super powerful at that. I don't think, I mean, I've already knocked out Joe Laws a welterweight and I knocked out, well, I knocked down Marku and, I feel like if I'm knocking these guys out and down, then I'm going to be 
doing pretty well at 135 pounds. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, that's another thing as well. I was going to say about the Marku thing. He ain't going to go far because I'm a lightweight and I put him on his ass. So when a strong worldweight puts him down, he ain't going to get back up. Simple as that. That's the last thing I'm saying that. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I think 135 pounds, I will, um, I'll smash that division. And I'm pretty, I'll get, I'm pretty sure I'll get down. So, I mean, I'm used to on the small hall shows making weight on the day. And I used to make 10 stone on the day. So I'll easily get down to, what is it? Is it nine stone nine or something? I'm not really sure what I'll wait to, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll get down to that and yeah, I'll conquer that division. Yeah, I'm still in the modern days. I, I, I just know it by pounds. So when people say stone, I'm like, oh, fuck. But yeah, uh, Cole told me about your walking weight. So obviously from the way he was talking about it, it does make sense. Um, but you, you seem like you're speaking with so much more confidence as well. Obviously, you'll be like flourishing, working with Cole now, feeling good in that. But even though the last one was a defeat, you've had the two big fights now. It just seems like you're even talking with more confidence about yourself. Not that you weren't confident, but do you know what I mean? You've got like a, even more of a brashness. Like, I'm going to fucking take yeah. the reins at 135. Do you know what I mean? I really think I will. Also, I feel like I've got myself a little fan base now. So um, I'm, I'm getting confident with people wanting to watch me fight. And and people are really like still, I don't think I lost any fans with the, the last fight of Mark, even though I lost. I feel like I put on a good show. I'm an entertaining fighter and and I've got I've got the power to knock out welterweights. So I feel like as a lightweight, it's just gonna it's gonna be a breeze, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be entertaining, and people are gonna be getting knocked out. And yeah, maybe I've got a bit more confidence about which I quite like. So I'm gonna keep going going with it kind of thing. Well, I think people won't be put off simply because of the fact that, and I said this again to Carl, you'll see it. Um I feel like you would have stayed in there almost to the point where it was dangerous. Like you I know we know Frank through the towel and you would have stayed in there because you've got that warrior fighter mentality. So you are a fighter with heart. And um, he said as well, that's a blessing and a curse because like you said, you would have stayed in there until almost it was dangerous. But you are a fighter who will give 100% and go right till the end. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've always been like it. Um, I just, I've never known when to quit. I mean, part of me wish I had taken the knee and I wouldn't have been so messed up the next day. I mean, I could barely see out of my eyes or anything, but I just, had to continue I thought I can't I'm not taking a knee I'm not going down even when he caught me with, caught me with a big shot I think my legs went they went a few times I think but he went I just thought I've got to grab him and smother all his work so he can't put me down I yeah I refused to quit and yeah it is dangerous and yeah part of me wishes that I did have that well I suppose if you got that quit in you you're going to quit really so maybe I'm glad I haven't got it in me because I won't quit but I won't get in that state ever again. I promise you that. There'll be no way I'll be black and blue like that. Um, it'll be, it'll be on the other on the other end. They'll be on the other end of that stick. They'll be black and blue. Um, yeah, I heard you say, picking this back up, that you want to make the people in the opposite corner be in the situation you were in. So let's throw some names in there. Um, I know your tweet said sort of, or Dan said to me, one forty or one three five. You seem intent on one three five. So. Um, yeah, the championship circular come out today. Two guys fighting for the English title that I know Dan's confident you can beat. You said you're not too aware of them, either. I'd, I'd be bad with with weights and whose names are boxed. I don't follow it enough. I just do it myself. But, but anyone 135 pounds, these two are fighting for that belt. I'll I'll have you both. Let's go. <laughs> His title's the focus. Then, is that it? If someone's got a title, one of them. That's it. Yeah, yeah. If someone's got a title and 135 pounds or 140. 
I'd rather 135. That's what I want to go for. Um, anyone that's going for titles or got a title, I'm going to I'm gonna come beat you up. Simple as that. <laughs> well, I know that Dan said you were speaking, or he was speaking to Dave Allen about uh, Levi Kintiona. I spoke to him a couple of months ago. Actually, he's begging for a fight. Um, so much so that he spoke to me on his work break from being a security guard at Asda. He is begging for a fight. So I know that's up at 140, but um, yeah, do you know much about Levi at all? No, I ain't got a clue. I don't know who he is or anything. I wouldn't mind someone with a bit of a name that people kind of know who they are. Um, I don't know who this geezer is, and I feel like he has called me out a few times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll beat him up if he wants, but I feel like I want, I want someone that's got a bit of a bigger name, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, he ain't got a name yet. I've kind of got a name, so I feel like I need to fight someone with a name as well. All right, picking this back up a third time. Uh, yeah, Carl, he basically said he wouldn't mind seeing you after having two hard fights in a row, fight someone that you're likely going to beat um, and then jumping back in. But obviously, you, I know you're going to say it. You've got the mentality. If you jump back into one that the fans call a 50-50 again. I would, yeah. I mean, I understand I probably need a fight where I need to get back into get back to winning ways and then go from there. Um, but I do want to also have a fight that the fans are going to be like, oh, this is going to be exciting. Like, I feel like every fight, I mean, anyway, is quite entertaining. So I'm easy. But I, I want to kind of, yeah, maybe have an easy first fight and then and then push on with some people, some names kind of thing. But anyone with a, yeah, anyone with a title, I want someone with a title or someone who's got a name and someone that's got a, a profile kind of thing. Because I feel like I've kind of built a profile now and I get called out by the guy you said earlier. Um, it, I don't really, I don't know him. I don't know if he's well-known or anything. Like, I want someone that's got a name so I can, yeah, beat him up and then get my name bigger. <laughs> well, yeah, you have built a name um, quite quickly. Like, the things you put out seem to get likes and retweets and that's not the be all and end all. But I know what you mean, like, you seem to have built a fan base and you was telling me even before the Joe Laws fight was spoken about and we'd done an interview, you were telling me that you do just want like, a build, to build a fan base. And I've sort of got a picture on head of you having a tear up where there's 15,000 people there and your style as well. And it just all seems to work. So I get why, like, where the yeah. excitement will come into this, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Like, I've always, when all the small hall shows was the hardest thing in boxing. I'm constantly pumping, trying to sell tickets and trying to get a fan base and, no one, no one wants to see you on the small shows. Like everyone now, since I've been on Sky Sports, everyone's like, oh, "I want to come buy tickets." Like, where were you when I needed to buy a ticket? <laughs> like, like but all of this now, I've built my fan base now to square. I've got a great fan base, good following, and yeah, a hundred percent. Once crowds are all allowed back, I will be bringing the whole of Norwich with me. Where were you when I was bowling over Latvians on the small hall show? You just want me now, exactly. on big time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, people don't want to see you in them little small hall, little leisure centres and all that. But as soon as you're on Wembley, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Like I said, um, yeah, just looking forward to seeing uh, you and Carl, seeing where it goes and um, see you in action, whether it's an easier first fight, whether it's an absolute belter. Um, yeah, just looking forward to seeing you back in the ring, mate. And thank you for jumping on. Nice one. Thanks a lot, Oscar. Appreciate Not that. Man, I'll speak for soon, yeah? Yeah, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.